All right, all right, all right. Welcome into the On the Clock NFL Draft Show, part of the Toilets Titles Podcast Network. This is episode number 36. It's NFL Draft Discussion, week in, week out. College football season is up, is rolling. We're recapping week three. We're looking forward to week four. With me, as always, my guy, Mr. Nino Brown, at Nino Brown underscore T2T, the mayor of college football. How are we doing this week? I'm good. Um, I think I'm going to have to multitask today. Got, got got a rival draft going on while we're, while we're doing our thing, but uh, that, that's easy peasy. But I'm excited about this one because, as you can see at the bottom of the screen, my team's involved in this episode. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. I know your guy, and he, I mean, your team, and then probably the most buzzed team yeah. in all of college <laughs> football. And you mentioned Rival. Rival's our sponsor. Join Rival.com backslash title tribe that'll get you into the with our promo code to rival right they got right now they're done with season long like we got five leagues to run that are free with 250 dollars payouts and we're running tonight and after that you're playing bingo so just mess around with the site get the app check it out you can deposit 200 bucks and i believe they'll match up to 200 dollars. so they're taking care of you so go check out rivalfantasy.com also check out toiletstitles.com we got player profiles we're churning out about three a week you want to check those out because before you know it, your team, maybe your team start, you know, there's a few teams that are on the verge. Like the Chargers are almost, they could be 0-3. <laughs> the Bengals could be 0-3. The Minnesota Vikings could be 0-3. 0-3 isn't the end of the world, but it's, you're not on the way. Yeah, it's not you're, easy. <laughs> you're, 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 it ain't the end of the world, but like, you know, you, you know, the clouds. Not the clouds far away are, from it. <laughs> yeah, the clouds are appearing. The volcano's starting to erupt. Things are starting to go wrong. It's, it's time to grab your bags and get yeah. out of town. So. Before you know it, it's going to be NFL draft season for half the teams in the NFL. They're going to I mean Cardinals fans are probably already here, so welcome. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. All right, let, let's recap Week Three. Some of the big performances. So I know your guy Malik Neighbors, LSU, six foot, two hundred pounds, thirteen receptions, two hundred and thirty nine yards, and a touchdown. And he was banged up, right? So, so tell me about that performance. Ah, uh, did he just did he? They decided finally LSU to go vertical. Oh, let's use what we got in offense for weapons. And Malik Mavis just was the alpha of the day. Right. Anything, whether it was up high, over the middle, down the sideline, he did it all. And right. as you can see, the numbers speak for itself. Over 200 yards receiving, two touchdowns. He was just the dude. Yeah, and I put him in the same mold as a guy like A.J. Brown, uh, C.D. Lamb. You know, I, I and C.D. had an 11 reception, a buck 40. So, like, you know – Two receivers, kind of similar play style. I want to get the ball in their hands. 239 yards and two touchdowns. Like that's, you know, guys have a day. And then yeah. that, have a day. Like that's 239 day. yards. Yeah. That's like an offensive day. Some yeah. offenses in college football put up 200. The Army, you know, like some yeah. weeks, yeah. you know, like <laughs> 239 a total. yards. A total, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, I, I they, they ran for 100 yards in the first quarter. Army football yeah, they, did last they week. Shout so. Army, they're doing their yeah, thing. Man. Yeah, man. That, that, um, when I saw 100 yards in the first quarter, I think the time of possession was like 45 to 50, like something absurd. Yeah, they dominated. All yeah, it, it was cool. But they got Syracuse this week. It's going to so, be. So with Homeboy, with the neighbors, I've always, he's just a little bit different in the size, like the build of him, but I've always got Justin Blackman vibes from him. Okay. Just, oh, yeah. You've said it play. before. You've said yeah, it. Yeah, like he, he, his physicality, the sideline presence that he plays at, you know what I mean? Like, He'll go up and get the ball, and then, like, like I said, the body structure, like, Black was more beefier, had a few more pounds on him, but, like, the way they play just really kind of sticks out to me. Right. Obviously, Blackman couldn't right. get it together upstairs, but. But you go back and you watch his college film, 
probably hands down like he's in the top 10, 50. I mean, there's been some dudes out, right? So I'm yeah, kidding. but he had his senior year was dumb, like dumb. ridiculous. Remember yeah. Michael Crabtree coming out? Yeah, exactly. It was like, like holy... back to back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Michael like... Crabtree's freshman year at Tech. Yeah, was like man, one handed was... sideline catch. Odell before Odell again, and that was against Texas, right? Like, yeah, dude, and that was like with like three seconds left. All right, Nick we're, we're hanging out yeah. with stuff. Yeah. We're, we're 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 going we're going down a rabbit hole here. All right, Tory Horton, wide receiver, Colorado State, 6'2", 190. I thought Colorado State was going to get the break speed off of them. They showed up. It was a ball game. Yeah. Sixteen receptions, one hundred thirty three yards, and a touchdown. Tell me about Tory Horton. Uh, and he ran 22.1 miles per hour chasing down Silo Sanders on that pick six. I think it was like top three uh, speeds re- reached this, this week uh, in college football. Uh, listen, shout out to my guy, Moon. He's been pounding the table about Horton for months before college football even decided to kick off, and he was right. Uh, we saw him flash a little bit last year in games. He had a few big games, went over 1,000 yards. I mean, he, he was just cutting him up. In this game, obviously, he went to double overtime, so there was more opportunities. But you could just see the way he plays the game. You could see that he he's shifty enough, gets separation on his own. You know what I mean? Like he's a dude. I think he's a senior bowl guy. I think this guy you could see at the senior bowl as a prime candidate to springboard into the right. draft. Right. I love. It. I think this next guy might be at the senior bowl as well. But I, I got a little treat for you. Oh, I know it's your I know it's your game of the week. Right. I know it's a work in. Oh, so buddy. we we got a guest who's a good buddy of yours who might be poking his head in soon. All oh. right, so I'm just teasing it. I'm just teasing it. A, li- a little treat, all right? Uh, Dejon Edwards, running back, Georgia, 5'9", 201 pounds, 20, touches, 20 carries, 118 yards, and a touchdown versus South Carolina. That's a strong performance. So, so what are your thoughts on Edwards? Is he going you think, to – you think he might rise around the time draft cycle starts to roll around? Yeah, he, he probably could, but he's got to stack performances, right? right. Like, in, in this game um, – and again, I thought you would see more Edwards earlier in the season because they got a new QB. Beck Beck seemed to be in this one for the first bigger game. He, him and the offense weren't on. They didn't have confidence. It didn't seem like he was kind of like jittery in, in, in that first quarter. They relied heavily on the game. Edwards kind of took over. I like the style of play. He get get small when necessary. He knows when to get compactful and, and pop. Uh, he's got a little bit of that that jab step to him where he he can get loose and get to the outside. He's not afraid to run between the tackles, so I like him. I just need to see him stack more of these because this is this is a loaded class of right. You got like two that everybody knows about that's going to be the dudes, and then like just like the quarterbacks, a loaded class. Then like three to twelve is like who has the better year, right? Well, we got another guy, Blake Corum. Talk about stacking right. performances every week. He seems to be on this list. Michigan five ten, two hundred thirteen pounds. I think five ten might be a little. It might be a little generous. I'm going to be interested to see what he comes in at the combine. 12 carries, 101 yards, two touchdowns. 12 carries, like, you know, give me give me three a quarter. I'll top 100, 8.4 yeah. yards per carry, two touchdowns. That's like, that's having a day. Getting it yeah. He's bowling green, but he's doing it every single week. It's bowling green, but if you look at it, McCarthy was terrible. He had threw a couple picks in this game, so they were already stacking the box up front. The game was really close for the first half. Uh, I think it was like maybe 10-point game. Obviously, Michigan pulled away in the second half. Um, but, yeah, like, Donovan Edwards, I was high on it. He has been poopy potatoes the first what? three weeks uh, of the season. You know, uh, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know. What, what, that, what that, that was a dad, like, 
your kids just <laughs> just entered your brain with that comment. That's definitely something you're like. I feel like your boys would say. That's a dad joke, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah potatoes. I, I just, I, I, I think Carm. I was skeptical coming off the injury, but he doesn't even look like there was an injury. He's moving and grooving out there. So, uh, yeah, give me Carm, man. All right, then Jerza Newton, defensive tackle, Illinois, six two, two hundred ninety five pounds, seven pressures, two quarterback hits, five hurries, two batted balls against Penn State. Yeah, I. Penn State, they got a strong offensive line, and this guy was getting it done. I like what yeah. I saw. Back to back weeks, he stacked big performances. Um, I wrote in my my IDP thread with uh, my my guy <clears throat> Romero. Listen, primetime players perform under the primetime lights, yeah. and Newton, they call him Johnny Newton. He, he was he's a dog. Uh, he's a guy that I looked at that I was like, okay, he's not one of them. Illinois is in the bigger school when you start looking at these, you know, Big Ten game, like schools. Right. You, you think of other guys. He's right up there with top five, I think, in, in his position. Um, and he's they he's put out some, they put out some dogs like they, they with like the, the last, defensive side, yeah. Oh my god, like Sidney Brown. I'm still waiting for him to get like unleashed, right? In, in Philadelphia, he will, he will now, I think, now with the injury to uh, with Maddox, right? Maddox is right. out for a little bit, Monte, so yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, homeboy. He's he's a dope. He's a dude that's gonna be playing on Sundays, and he's showing you why every week now. Hell yeah! And then we got uh, Malachi Corley, wide receiver, Western Kentucky, 5'11", 210. eight receptions, eighty-eight yards, and a touchdown, eleven yards per catch against the Ohio State University. Yeah, and and Burke's been on his game, right? I, I'm, I've been yeah. off Denzel Burke, but I've been saying all year he seems to be plugged in. Right, you're, you're being... giving him his credit where credits due. Yeah, uh, last year it was something was different. This year he's back to that freshman season. Uh, Coley's doing that with, but I want to say it's broken ribs or bruised ribs. He suffered week one, took week two off. But Bro, yeah, broken ribs are no fun. Yeah, and he's he's a dude, and it's like listen, him and Austin Reed were I think top three combo in college football last year for offensive production. You're doing it against top, you know, top ten teams. So shout him out. He's not even 100. percent He's out there doing his thing. He he's a dude, and I he's a guy that I think could pull off like that Rasheed Rice. Okay. Middle of the pack, draftage, okay. instantaneously be a performer. Love it. All right, this last one. Trevion Henderson, running back, Ohio State, 5'10", 212. Finally, yes. you know, appearing yeah. on this list, 13 carries, 88 yards, two touchdowns, 6.8 yards per carry, and a reception for 24 yards. I've been saying for a while, and KT's been kind of getting at me, like, come on, man. I'm like, listen, I got to see it. Like, I, I haven't seen an explosiveness. It doesn't have to be the numbers. I just want to see some of that explosiveness coming out of the hole. He flashed a little bit of that, right? right. Um, in this game, you can see it just just by the numbers alone. You're getting, you're getting bigger runs, getting out, get, getting from between the tackles to be able to get there and get out to space. Uh, he looked better. I, I got to see him stacked. Again, like the injury is is a concern for me. This is the first game he looked like the old version of Travion. Give me a couple right. back-to-back, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm back on the train. But right now, I'll sit at the station and watch from afar. All right, when you're sitting at the station, right, you're getting ready to watch some film. You're feeling a little sluggish. You're feeling a little lethargic. you got a lot going on. What do you turn to for your source of jitterless energy? It's not my buddy. It's my dubby, okay? I love that flavorful, clean energy drink that's jitterless. Keeps me locked in the zone. I got them. I don't really sleep, so sometimes I need need a little pick-me-up, keep me going through the podcast roll, and that's dubby. They got good flavors. Like I said, it's clean, tastes good. It's no combination. doesn't get you over here for those older folks. It's no hot burn. Go get Dubby. Click the link. 
Title Tribe, get your 10% off and enjoy. And while you're waiting for W, right, because it's going to take a little bit, it's going to come in the mail, you need something to pass the time. First thing you should be doing, you should be subscribed to the Toys Titles Podcast Network, subscribe to the CFB Nation Podcast Network, and join the Gilded Chat. Reach out to me on the Twitter at Coach Sheps or Titles at gmail.com. We'll get you in the Gilded Chat. We're talking NFL draft, fantasy football, NFL, gambling, DFS, 24-7. There's over 240 people in there. And as I'm stepped, like, I, I'm I'm in there throughout the day. I'm talking. But, like, I come back to, like, luckily we got threats to kind of keep it organized. Different things going on. But there's, like, 100 messages, 10 in this chat, 10 in that chat, nonstop. You belong in there. You're a football nut. You're tuned into the <laughs> NFL draft already. You belong in the title tribe. So come on and join the title tribe. If you want to support the team, patreon.com, backslash, toilets to titles. We got five tiers. One of those tiers is for you. You can support the team. We got th- tonight on Toilets Titles, which is every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. It's a regular fantasy football show. We awarded either Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, or Amari Cooper's signed card. All right, so the person who won is going to send me, hey, coach, this is the one of the four I want. I'm going to mail it to them. So we're, we're Patreon. You hook us up. We're hooking you up. Nino, week four, man. Game of the week. We've had this one scheduled. Yeah. Number one. All right, we don't need to hold back. The number one guy on this list who has taken an incredible rise since arriving in Eugene, that's Bo Nix, who's draftcountdown.com. Shout out to Brian Brosarge. Shout out to Shane Hallam. Shout out to Miranda. They have him 15th overall. Mr. Bo Nix, the quarterback, Oregon Ducks. If you don't know by now, Bo's my guy, okay? Um, Bo was my guy last year, and Bo was the guy right there behind him. Bo's moved on. But Bo's still performing at a high level. The Ducks are performing at a high level. But yet, if you were to look to the media right now, you would think that they would be the underdog at home, right? Because everything's Colorado. Right. Colorado could do it no the sweethearts. Wrong. Yeah. And, and shout out to them. Um, my, my guy KT said that they are the Dallas Cowboys of the 90s to college football right I now. I love that. And, and it, makes, it makes sense because they, good, bad, or ugly, Colorado is on every platform on and every media outlet. Uh, but that's, I think, what Lanning and Bo want. Like, they want to be the guys slept on, but you're coming into their house, right? And Bo is, Bo is taking leaps and bounds. He's done a Buzz Aldridge, you know, what he's, he's stepping on the moon out there. And Eugene, like, he's just, they wrote him off in Auburn. Everything he did was, was wrong. He can't throw the ball downfield. He can't read defenses. He can't go to progressions. Well, my man seems to be doing that pretty well. And he's, taking the mobility factor to a whole new level. Uh, I heard something about Jordan Travis that I love because it kind of works with Bo when he got to Oregon. Jordan Travis last year on the run looked to run first. This year in his development, Jordan Travis on the run is looking to throw while on the run first. So always the throw is the first option. And that is how it's been with Bo since he's got to Eugene. When he was at Oregon, they tried to play a physical – I mean, was that Auburn trying to play physical type of offense? It wasn't him, right? Didn't work. So we tried to just tuck the ball and go. Mm-hmm. And Eugene, he rolls out his first options. Where's my, where's my guys? And we try to keep the play alive. And, we, and then he uses his legs, and he's damn good at it. I, I don't understand why everybody hates on him. I know he's a little older, right? He's going to be 23, I think it is. But uh, he has all the tools. And I'm telling you, after this game, people are going to – a lot of people that don't know Bo are going to be very familiar with Bodacious. Bo knows. Bo knows. <laughs> I don't know if you mentioned it. Last year – he set the single season record for completion percentage for the University of Oregon. 71.9. Yeah. 
Like that's pretty damn good. 40 then, total touchdowns. <laughs> 85.1 PFF passing grade is the fifth best among draft, draft eligible quarterbacks in 2023. Yeah. So you, you partner that with his ability to move. You know, that's pretty damn good. I'm excited to see him against Colorado. This is going to be the big stage. And he's got a pretty phenomenal wide receiver. Speaking of big guys, 6'3", 187 pounds, Troy Franklin, wide receiver. He's draft countdowns, uh, 21st overall player. As a sophomore, he was all Pac-12 second team last year. This year so far, 25 targets, 17 receptions, 292 yards, 7.2 yards per reception, three touchdowns. His 145 yards after catch is 14th best in the nation. And there's three players ahead of him who've played in four games. Dude's only played in three. So, really, he's probably top 11, right? So, what are your thoughts on Troy Franklin? I, I love Troy Franklin. I'd I, I like to see a little more physicality to his game. Um, But he's – oh, I'm excited. Oh, boy. Bring him just, in. Bring him <laughs> in. <laughs> not just for Troy Franklin. It is because oh, sorry, my man <laughs> is Alan. There he is. Mr. Gentlemen. Proton. We're back, baby. Sorry about that. Damn. How are we doing? Doing all right, folks. How are we all doing, huh? How are my boys? I'm I'm over here in Rhode Island right now, Nino. You know what? We're we gonna what? be hanging out. Yeah. What's the deal? You didn't. I had a feeling you were home. He says, "Oh, I think it's in California." He says, I have a feeling he's back home. I had a I had a spidey feeling. Yo, yeah, I'm back home having having you know computer troubles out here at the cottage, as you can see. Of yeah, course, that's beautiful. <laughs> are, you, are you having pizza in Rhode Island? <laughs> I have, actually, I'm not. A, I'm not a real pizza guy. Really? Believe it or not. He's well, a California the, guy. The carbs. There's carbs and pizza. Right. Oh, can't, can't keep that physique. That. All right, you know? kids. <laughs> carbs and pizza. Stay away. I just tell Rhode Island, man. I watch Barstool. Seems like there's a lot of good pizza spots around there. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. absolutely, absolutely. Well, compared to where I'm at in the West Coast, there's no good pizza. So. Right. I'll grab a slice when I'm out here. I, I I have grabbed a couple slices uh, on right. Sunday for for uh for football. You know, I I had a couple slices, so I I can't say that I had none. That would be that would be disingenuous. It's good to see you, buddy. I'm glad you you're back on. We're talking Colorado, Oregon. Talk to me. Oh yeah, it's on, isn't it? <laughs> Hell yeah, it's on. It, this is so exciting. I mean, again, this is what we love about college football is. You know, we, we try to figure out how everything's going to go in the preseason. And then all of a sudden, everything starts and just throws, uh, just everything gets tossed up in the air and the upsets and everything. It's just a wonderful thing. It's, you never know what's going to happen. It, I love college football. But yeah, this game, uh, of course, I mean, this is this is the litmus test for Dion. Yeah. This is yeah. it. Okay, we had the first three games. And hey, look, TCU. No doubt about that. Went was ranked. Went to the college football, obviously the final last year, mm-hmm. and uh, and Nebraska revamped under Rule, mm-hmm. more run heavy approach than they were under Scott Frost, and by extension, offensive coordinators, uh, you know that he has there. So uh, obviously, twenty one point spread. Was started out, you know. I, I actually wrote a uh, an early lines column today that just came out and kind of chronicled how this line bounced up and down because this is a really wild ride that we saw for this line in particular, specifically because uh, this opened up at nineteen and a half, right back on the seventh of September, right after Colorado beat TCU. 
And then after they they went out and housed Nebraska, it actually dropped to 14 and a half because people were saying, all right, well, Colorado's for real. You know, here it comes. We're going to give it. And then, obviously, we see the overtime, double overtime, you know, thriller that hopefully <laughs> people on the East Coast like us were awake yeah. to watch. And, uh, and it spiked up to 17 that night before the next day it just took flight right back up to it went past the original 19 and a half from 14 and a half up to 21 and a half uh 21 it's it's floating flirting around the three touchdown mark i'll tell you i think i mean i know that that oregon is going to score on colorado colorado's not going to score it's they're just not going to stop them there's too many holes that they really have to fill in just a, a year one of a down to the studs rebuild plus the, their best player and one of the best yeah. players in the country, Travis Hunter, being already confirmed out for three weeks. I mean, we're, we're going to see points. I'm not worried about that at all. You know, this this 70 and a half total, I think, is going to be challenged. Um, but it's just a matter of, you know, how much can can Colorado score against, the, you know, a, a more elevated caliber of defense that when they figure out there's not going to be a lot of running, they're not going to crack a hundred rushing yards. Nope. Most likely. <laughs> so when they figure out, all right, this is a one dimensional attack that is, is, you know, stretching them out vertically. How do they handle that against, you know, upper echelon recruiting, upper echelon programs. So that's what I'm most interested to see. I'm leaning. I, I, I want the, if it, if it goes over the, the 21 and a half, give me that hook. You know, I'm on, I'm on Colorado. I want that 21 and a half though. Give me that. Give it to me. I think yeah. they can score enough. They won't, they, they will fight. You know, you're going to see Dion throwing till the very end. It's his kid. He's going to leave him in forever. Yeah. So I, yeah. I agree with you there, but I just, my thing is, is uh, the speed. They have so little depth at Colorado that the speed of Oregon on both sides of the ball, especially up front in the trenches. I just think that they're going to be gassed and, if Oregon goes up 21-7, 24-7 early, watch out. What does what Shador Sanders have to do in this game? So draft countdown, again, they have him as their 166th overall player. Okay? So. Well, hell, go. Jeez. Yeah, so that's. That, that, was, that just hasn't been updated. That's all right. So that's, that's probably that right there. I can't do the math top. That's like a fifth round, the fourth, yeah, fifth round. Selection. Dion so what, already said today that's that an he's old list. not going. He's not allowing both either of his kids to go this year. They're not ready. He he's said not it allowing it. Yeah. Interesting. He, said, he says they're not ready. They're both not ready for the next, next step. Okay. So I think with that, there's a good chance Dion takes his step to the NFL. <laughs> At when his kids are ready. Yeah. You know, but but what do you think Shador Sanders needs to show this week to prove, like, he's here, he can play, he belongs in the conversation with the top quarterbacks? Mistake-free football? I, I would have to see him go toe-to-toe with Bo and not make mistakes. I'd also have to see a little mobility. I mean, I know a lot of his, his negative rushing yards because of sacks, but they need a run game. Whether it comes from him, it comes from Edwards, it comes from Austin McCaskill, somebody. They, they need a run game. He If he has to be the catalyst to that, um, then that, so be it. But 
I'm not afraid of him taking hits. He's taking hits all three weeks, stood in the pocket, got smoked and delivered dimes. So I, I believe in Sanders. I just, like I said, he's going to see a different physical fast defense that he hasn't seen yet. Yeah, for, for me, you know, what do I want to see? I want to see him handle pressure better because he's got a 28% pressure to sack rate right now. His 15 sacks is, I want to say, you know, in the top three in the country. Yeah. I believe in terms of, of total sacks, uh, how you are going to be judged as a quarterback going to the next level is going to be how you handle somebody coming right up in your grill and yep. can you stand and deliver? So that's something that, that I want to see. Cause he's not, he, you know, don't don't be mistaken. He's not a dual threat. Like he wants to sit back. He's a lot more Stroud than he is Anthony Richardson. You know, he wants to stand back there and distribute. He's a distributor. He has the point guard mentality. So yeah. Um, you know, with that comes pocket awareness. And I want to see a little more of that. Did seem to kind of lose his composure and lose um, you know, a, a little bit of of mechanics when he does break, but dude, he's, he also made some great throws when he break right. the, broke the pocket. I, I, I can't, can't complain about him much, but that's what I'll be looking for to see how, see how he handles uh, somebody like Dorless coming up yeah. in his grill and, and see how that goes. Yeah. Brandon Dorless player. We haven't mentioned six, three, 290 pounds senior. He's another guy. We'll probably see at the senior bowl 2022 as a junior. He was all packed 12 second team. Through the first three games of the season, his 74 overall run defense grade is 18th best among draft eligible edge defenders. He's a dude, top one of the top defensive players in this class. So this one is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Oregon versus Colorado. It's a treat. Four weeks into, into the season, I, I love watching games like this. And it's at 3 p.m. So yeah. Shout out to the East Coast guys like us who get to watch this game at a normal time and don't have to stay up till uh, at 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. in the morning. But if you do, W energy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and listen, I'm talking about Dallas. Dallas single-handedly gave the Ducks the win against Texas Tech. Like that last drive led to the pick six. He legitimately manhandled the line, got back there, manhandled the QB, tipped the ball, pick six. It, it, it's over. Like I, I think Shadow might be seeing Dallas in his nightmares right now. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't blame. Him. Because he's going to have some trouble with Dorless this week. Eric, I see you got a few matchups you're looking forward to outside of Oregon versus Colorado, right? You got some players you're looking forward to seeing matchup in week four. So let's talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I actually have the good fortune of being able to be on location at two games this week. Ooh. As part of my duties for NBC Sports. I will be attending first... Uh, on Friday night, Wisconsin, Luke Fickle against Ryan Walters, Purdue, uh, in Purdue in West Lafayette, in which will be the Big Ten opener for each of these two first-year coaches. So that's obviously a pretty exciting thing. I'll be down there nice. on the field reporting for you to the uh, Toils to Titles faithful, of course, all you guys. Oh, yeah. But I'm interested in seeing Braylon Allen in that game. I think we all know why. Gosh, if, if, this 2024 running back class much maligned this season. My gosh. we It's just what we talked about. 
we think we know everything. Okay, yeah, no, we have we have the, the this group, and here's here's the relative Debbie ranks or so. We think we're on here. Yeah, great. Then then you know, oh, he's two hundred forty pounds. You're hearing all these great things about Brian Brian <laughs> Allen coming in the year. Here we are, and Chesma Lucy is basically taking over the cat right. the lion's share of carries. Yeah, oh yeah, just like everybody predicted. Yeah, no problem. Um, you're seeing him catch more passes. That's a, a bonus of the Phil Longo offense. We're getting to see him more in space, which is, of course, something that you want to see for somebody with 240 pounds. How are their feet? And, you know, how do they reset after, you know, getting their eyes downfield and making the reception and, and dodging tackles? So we get to see a little bit of that. But, man, it's just that the division of labor has not been in his favor. And that's got to hurt. His projected oh, yeah. draft stock, mm. somebody that we were hoping maybe gets into the round two, rarefied air, but man, he might not even be in day two anymore. Yeah. These 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 bigger backs, these guys in the two forties, him and Rocket Sanders seem to be uh not living up to the to the hype this year. It's, it's wild. Yeah, right. it's like what can you do about Sanders? He's he's hurt. And you know, truth be told, I like big backs and I cannot lie. <laughs> hey, hey. I want to go 215 plus, you know, right. on, on yeah. the, the guys I'm targeting at the next level because statistically they're going to be able to handle the pounding just better than a guy who's 205, 210. So Benson uh, bulked up this offseason, man. He's ready. He's that's ready. right, baby. He's ready that's for the right. workload. Uh -huh. It's too bad. It's too bad to see Sanders hurt, Rocket, but we'll see when he comes yeah. back, hopefully. Nino, you got a quarterback you're looking forward to seeing this week. Tell me about him. I got two quarterbacks, actually. But sure. uh, this guy's had it like, it's, it's kind of found like a resurgence. Um, almost like a Bo Nix resurgence in a new atmosphere. That'd be Emory Jones, quarterback for Cincinnati. Uh, they're two and one. I'm not a Scott Satterfield guy, but I like what they're doing over there. Uh, they're two and one. They're going against number 16 Oklahoma, who's three and zero. It's a big, a big Big 12 matchup. He, he's a mobile QB who kind of never really took off at Florida. He had that one year for like 27, uh, 2700 yards. I think he had like 28 total touchdowns, like 800 yards on the ground. Um, but this year he he's throwing the rock around. Right, he looks good. He's 55, 83, 66 uh, percent completion, which is his highest in his career, including career so far. Um, 735 yards, seven touchdowns, only three picks. He's got 142 rush yards with three touchdowns. I I think we have seen a, a new Emory Jones, and he's looking good. And him and Henderson seem to have uh, found a connection. You know, the old Florida boys. So. Uh, I want to see him perform in this game. This is a litmus test. We talked about that with, with Colorado. I feel like this is a litmus test. Is Cincinnati real on the Scotty side of field? Is Emory Jones legitimate or is he a one-trick pony? Um, so I, I want to see what he, what he can do. Like, this is, this is a big one for him. Excellent. Excellent. And I got one of my big matchups for the weeks. I'm looking for Nate, Nate Wiggins, the cornerback from Clemson. Talk about tests. Like, you know, we were talking off air about Christian Gonzalez, New right. England. Right, look at his first two weeks. He gets to go against AJ Brown, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Smith, Nate Wiggins. This week, he's going up against Johnny Wilson. He's going up against Keon Coleman, and I'm ready to see this guy fight. Six two, 185 pounds. So if we're going to talk about size for size, you know he ain't big as Johnny Wilson, but he, if anybody's going to go out there and get it done with his length and the way he uses his length, the way he uses his frame, I'm excited about it. And he's coming off of his best performance. He only gave up one reception. It was against FAU. All right, so right. it's, you know, but one reception for one yard. Casey Thompson, thanks. 81.8 coverage grade in the season. I'm looking forward to this matchup. I think 
if you watch that BC game, I was there, so I was yeah. I, I happened to see it. Uh, oh, nice, a Nino flex talk going. Yeah. What <laughs> you like? I got I got the season credentials for Otan, so I'm there for the you know, oh. the year, you know what I mean. <laughs> the the but, uh, one Power Five team in New England. Oh, he's yeah. there. <laughs> I I've been there. I was there for NIU. You know what I mean. So I've been I've been there for the the, the smaller ones. I'm there for the big ones. But Elijah Jones. He locked up these wide receivers last week. Uh, the the DB for Boston College. He's 6'1", 205, and uh, he was men targeting on both of those guys. He was one for five. You know, he let up one catch on five targets. So I think if you watch the tape, I think Boston College showed you a little something. Mm. You might be able to see what what you know Wiggins and Clemson can do in their matchup. Man, and then I got one more corner, Max Melton for Rutgers, going against yeah. Michigan, six foot one ninety. Targeted 18 times in the season, only let up nine receptions for 109 yards. Roman Wilson, he's emerging for the Wolverines. I'm excited to see him match up. Roman Wilson, three times in 2020. They played three games. Each of those three games, he was co-offensive player of the week. So that that says something. So Max Melton going against Roman Wilson. Now, Eric, I know you got one more matchup you're looking forward to, and it's two big bodies. Yeah, and let me just echo – yeah, something you said there. Max Melton and in writ large, the entire Rutgers defense, dude, Shiano, the influence is taking hold now. Oh, yeah. His guys are in place. That specifically, I mean, obviously you got Melton on the other side, but their run defense and their entire front four is back. And like pretty much that that defensive front is no joke. Good luck running on Rutgers this year if you're not a offensive lines the caliber of Michigan obviously you got Joe Amor award Joe Moore award winning back-to-back offensive line for Michigan so I mean yeah they're gonna come in and be able to control the line of scrimmage but man I'm I'm a, I'm bullish on Rutgers in general because of their defense you know Wimsat coming in like an actual real prospect coming in to run the show even though he's young you're gonna make mistakes but like he still has dynamicism to him, which is something that that offense has lacked. Kyle Monin guy, like, I'm here. I'm here for Rutgers. For the man, Revolution. Rutgers is about an hour and a half from me. It's so probably about four hours from oh, you guys. Yeah. So we, we, we might be able to make a trip one day. We, we might all have to, you know, is that yeah. the midway point? Is I that don't know. That's even <laughs> further south from me. I, I think probably closer for me to come up to you guys and all of us to go down to Rutgers. <laughs> I'm thinking about a Rutgers game, and I, you know, it, I, I think I could get credentials for us too for something like that. If it's Let a me Rutgers know. Contest. So if that's I'm something down. we can do. I, yeah. I need a cameraman, guys. What am I gonna do? I can't. I can't just yeah. shoot myself. I well, need a cameraman. It just, it just so happens. It just so happens we have a two-piece camera. It's that's very, what I'm talking about. It's very sophisticated you need stuff. For it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big lens. Got that big lens. It's dangerous, too. There's a wire. Somebody's got to watch the wire and make sure nobody trips. You know, that's oh, yeah. great call. Yeah. Great call. I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that. And I'll, yeah. I'll be sure to make sure that that's included in the credentials. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I uh, my, the second leg of my Indiana weekend that I have coming up is Ohio State at Notre Dame, which I will also be on the field for that. That is an NBC broadcast, so I actually, yeah, I got a little stroke for that one. Uh, and I will be on the field, and I will be watching Joe Alt, left mm. tackle for Notre Dame, facing off against JT Tuiomolau. Tuiomolau. I know. 
Malo'al. Malo'al. Yeah. Okay. Tua Malo'al. There it is. That sounded, that sounded right. It. You got it. Tua Malo'al. Uh, and I'm pretty good with names. He's a tough one. But I, uh, those two going at it, I am ready. I'm here for all the action. I can't wait. I'll be standing, judging these guys, sizing them up in person, which is one of the great things about the combines, getting to look mm-hmm. at these guys and getting to see how they size up against other gigantic human beings. And you got two of the best here coming in with Ohio State, Notre Dame, game of the weekend. And this weekend, gosh, after week three, they really they really loaded up week four for us after after giving us our, our medicine, making making us take our medicine in week three with no top twenty-five matchups. Like they they came hot with week yeah. four. So I mean there's really no wrong answer. Any game that you're watching or going to this weekend, it seems like is a damn good game. So on to conference play. Man, and and, and between like Notre Dame, like I feel like at least for me in the past like decade they've always been good but like when they played in a big time game mm-hmm. i never expected them to show up and compete you know but this year against ohio state i think notre dame's got i mean notre dame's ranked ninth ohio state's ranked sixth but the quarterback play in ohio state makes me think notre dame's got a shot i got They're that's vulnerable. my guy sammy hopman is my other guy Tell right. let's go hartman. let's go hell yeah roll I want to see, all right? You got 13 TDs. You got 1,100 yards. You're looking like, you know, the man. But you've done it against cupcake competition. And now, at home, you get the big dog, Ohio State. You get Denzel Burke in that secondary, right? You get these guys. You get Tommy Eschenberg up at the linebacker. You get these dudes coming at you. Can you withstand the heat? Can you sit in that pocket, take them big hits? Like, I know you've gone against ACC competition for your – is it six years, five years that you've been in college football, right? But this is, the, this is again, the key word in this episode seems to be the litmus test. This is this year's litmus test mm. for Sammy Hartman. If he comes out, it doesn't have to win, but if he comes out looking good, maybe minimal errors, and, and has them in a chance to win this game, Sammy Hartman's going to be in that Heisman talk right down to the very last game. Love it. Love it. Deservedly so, dude. I mean, he's the all-time leading Wake Forest passer already. I mean, you want experience and haven't been there. I mean, nobody's been there and done that more (laughs) in all of college football than Sam Hartman right now. Nobody. He's around in 2018, pre-Jamie Newton. (coughs) I mean. Six years, right? Six years. Six six years. years. I don't know how we're still here. Thank the pandemic. No pandemic, no Sam Hartman. So it did something that was good. There it is. That we figured it out. There, there gave hey, us Sam Hartman for another year on Notre Dame. Great, that was Something. worth it, Eric. Man, right, right. This has been awesome. You know, it was nice linking back up with you. We got you for about a half a show. So off air, we're going to uh, maybe propose to you. We'll look, we'll take a look at uh, some of the college football games coming up over the next few weeks. We'll try to find a juicy week. Maybe we can get you back on. and We can do this thing again. Yeah, I'm sorry about it. Here, the technical difficulties here at the cottage kind of reared their ugly head. I couldn't get it myself. I couldn't get the camera to start. I was over here cranking. You know what, though? Having you, having you be able to sorry, pop up mid show was like a bolt of energy, man. It was it was yeah. phenomenal. Well, I, I, I'm here. I'm, you can absolutely have me anytime you want for a full show of nonstop action. So, uh, my apologies, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys. I hope to see Nino. 
soon. Frankly, soon. You know, it won't be it won't be the next couple of weeks, but I think in October we might mid October, I think, is is when we could get together for a college football weekend. That would be that'd be nice to get together for Saturday, Nino. I'm yeah, listen, some props. I, yeah. Some props, bro. I'm gonna be you wanna come there. stay in the booth? You wanna come stay in the booth with me? We could go to BC if they got a home game. I'll bring you up there. Oh, you can you can you got booth access up there, bro? I'm in the booth, yeah. I'm in the booth the whole game. Come on. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, I, I guess I'll have to go and uh and apply for credentials. I'll have to get on the horn to the I BC. just put your name on the list, my guy. You guys, you guys get together at BC. Needle <laughs> gets you Nito. on the list. That's all it's all it's all, it's all. yeah. Dude, he's I know, <laughs> The head coach uh, knows Nino. The head coach right? loves Nino. Yeah. The players oh. love Nino. Like Halfley's my dude, man. Ha- ha- me and Halfley, but we but have good spirits. Army plays Navy at Gillette Stadium. I'll be. Down. I got oh. credentials for Army, so I'm cover. So I'll be up there too. So no doubt, really. Oh, yeah. there we go. That's our game. That's so our you, game. I'm down. I'm down. You know, I, I can. I don't have the pull Nino has though, because so Navy's <laughs> hosting Army Navy this year. So yeah. army guys can't can't pull for extra credentials, but you know maybe maybe you know some people. Maybe we can all link up there, up in the press box, up at Gillette Stadium. I, I'm pretty sure that we just got credentials for Navy. Yeah, I, for the rest I, we're of the CFB Nation. So did, right, did yeah. you ask for it already, Nino? Did you? I haven't you asked for it. Well, we got credentials for Army, and I think that um, Dino uh, just got the credentials for Navy for the rest of the season. So I think we'll be all we'll oh, be able to. Okay, just, good. Man, so, that might know, be... hey, if we need if we need a one off, you know, I need a cameraman. Need yes, a, how many times bro, I tell you I need one so bad? I'm <laughs> d- listen, bro. I, I told you already. I got you. Hell yeah! All right, I'm gonna wrap this thing up. This has been awesome. Again, Eric, we appreciate you. Everybody, enjoy your games this weekend. There's a lot of good prospects playing. There's a lot of good football going on. There's a lot of prop bets to place. There's a lot of gambling to place. So make sure you check out Eric Froton on the Twitter at CFF Froton. He's a lead college football and NFL draft analyst for NBC Sports and Roto World. I am on the Twitter at Coach Sheps. Nino is on the Twitter at Nino Brown underscore T2T. We have the Twilight Titles Podcast Network, and we are here for you all season long. We'll catch you all later on. Take care. 